Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Welcome to the very first edition of the Grey Wolf Hoops Podcast. It is Ned joined by John. John, how are you, dude? Dude, I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped for this. This is something we've been working on in the background for a little while, getting on the mic, talking hoops. It's, it's our passion. It's what we talk about every day, and now we get to send it out to the world, so feeling good. Yeah, it's going to be a really good one, and we do have a very special guest on the line at the moment. It's Cam Luke, Mr. NBL Overtime himself. Cam, how are you? Hey, boys. I don't know about special guests, but I appreciate the time. Always have a talk some hoops, and as you said, Looking forward to the NBL season right around the corner and uh, we'll have the show now. So can't wait for it. So happy uh, to take a call and have a chat. Yeah, most definitely, man. And it's great to have you on the show because you are a little bit humble there. You do know exactly what you're talking about and did have sort of the best seats in the house at the NBL Blitz. You were there for it. We want to know, Cam, what, what did you sort of take away from the NBL Blitz? Who stood out the most to you? See, what I took away almost the most thing is how good and how deep a lot of these teams are going to be this year. Of course, we're typically used to the Melbournes, the Sydney in the last couple of years, the Perth being really good. But the, the depth and the versatility, in particular the second units, defensively, Cairns I really like, Brisbane, you know, New Zealand have got a versatile team. This is a time now we've got nine high-quality teams and an even competition, which is great. So we've got a situation where, you know, of course, we, we have the favourites. And I think if you do watch NBL overtimers, I know you boys do, Melbourne and Sydney are my two teams that I think are going to have big years and that's not anything new but I also think Cairns are impressive Brisbane were really impressive led by Lamar Patterson as he worked himself into a bit more game shape and we're seeing a situation where really I left the blitz and I reckon I said in the commentary with Liam Stanton-Maria and Homicide Williams this is a deep league and it's fun to see these teams go to their 6, 7, 8, 9th, 10th men and come into the court they're all able to perform and that's one thing without specifically pointing out a player in this in this situation what I really came well from the blitz with and excited because it normally means you go to an NBL game you're going to see a good game and that's, that's exciting for all. Yeah I completely agree with you there man and it's, it's interesting you talk on that it's almost like the quality of the league where it's at right now and we'll talk about that in just a moment but that's where we're getting that depth from isn't it and you talk about it as well some of those teams from the bottom last year Cairns and Illawarra like they've just got these question marks around them particularly the uh, Illawarra boys signing ball Aaron Brooks is out there now like anything could happen this season like one of those teams really could push up and you know go for a playoff win that's the thing as well like teams you already sort of mentioned you know we expect them to have a crack but like that Illawarra team I, I like I had a chance and I was in Vegas in the summer league and had a chat to a couple of the Illawarra the owner and the, and the coach and the GM and, and they spoke about having to do things a little bit differently of course a bit of a smaller budget have struggled to attract some of the high profile players in the past but you know they went in and got Lamallo they got a Josh Boone who's all NBL first team in the last couple of years and has won a title to be able to get Aaron Brooks there's a huge cue for their club guy who while he had a little bit of trouble when he was ejected on not understanding the rules more so than anything <laughs> on, on Sunday when he was uh, ejected for what he believes to be a professional foul but doesn't work in the FIBA floor where it's an right. like so look at those type of things to see Illawarra do that to see Cairns go in and get Quad Noy who is going to be unbelievably tough to get Majuk then and give him an opportunity from, from Adelaide where he and you've got to put on Majuk a little bit last year he didn't play as well as the expectations was he had a great grand final series a couple of years ago and then didn't back it up last year so he gets opportunities Jai White you asked me before John about who really impressed me he looks fit he looks fitter than I've seen him yeah, in a long yeah, time yeah. and he's a huge part of that Cairns team so you're right those teams have been on the periphery of the playoffs and haven't tasted playoff action for a couple of years to be able to go out and put together really I don't want to say really competitive units, like there's no chance for let us be around the mark. They are a team that both teams are to be reckoned with and they have unique home court, like home court advantage is a big one and, and the fact is Cairns have such a unique home court advantage where in far north Queensland to be able to go and do their thing where 
The players have to travel all the way there. They don't feel comfortable. So if Cairns can win eight or nine games at home and then go on the road and win three or four, that's, they're already in double figures and that's the start considering they only won six games last year. So I like that, those Cairns and Illawarra rosters, the way they've been constructed, a little bit differently to the high-profile budget teams. Uh, I like the idea they're going around it. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more there, man. Again, it just talks about the depth of the league and now you're attracting some of these overseas superstars and, like, it just builds this vibe. Like, you know, and Ned and I have spoken about it a lot where, you know, the league was struggling there for a long time and now you've got, you know, they fix up a few things and then you get the TV rights deal correct, you get people watching it, you get bums on seats, you get these teams just sort of formulating over the uh, over the off-season and, geez, it builds up a really exciting time when you get to September and the season's about to kick off. Like, we can't wait. We're just so excited. I'll tell you what, boys, I'm about to get on a train. So, traditionally, the abuse that comes my way comes to an SMS or uh, on my radio show or on Twitter, but occasionally I get some in the public forum. As I well. love this. We'll we should have mentioned at the start that, uh, yeah, Cam's about to head onto a train to go to a bar. We don't know what's going to happen at the bar. We haven't asked that yet. Maybe later on in the show when it gets after 8 o'clock. We are expecting <laughs> some running commentary, but yeah, like you said, Cam, just play it cool there on that train. If you need us to call emergency services, just give us the secret code word. <laughs> We should be okay. It seems like a very uh, a nice bunch. But yeah, you, you're right. You, you, talk, you mentioned Mitch Creek there, and, and the fact is that he, he's you know, obviously a high-profile guy, Australian boomer, played some NBA, and he's he's firstly he's you know to sign on with South East Melbourne Phoenix as a marquee player last year. But then to have the NBA dream, and, and, and everyone sort of lives that. And I know you boys know Mitch, and I've got to know him a little bit in recent times. It added to the story and the very fact that even though he had some European offers and had opportunities to go elsewhere other than the NBA, he said no, I want to. If it's not the NBA. It's the NBL I want to be. So his story with South East Melbourne Phoenix and their new franchise, it's going to be good fun. And there's so many different intriguing storylines about NBL 20. Yeah, well, it's funny. It's great that you bring up South East Melbourne Phoenix there, Cam, and, and Mitch Creek, of course. If he's got a point to prove, I think, with the whole mm, NBA yep. dream and whatnot. And what, what are your sort of thoughts and takes on the South East Melbourne Phoenix? What are you expecting from them in their first season? It's kind of hard. Obviously, we haven't seen Mitch play a game yet. He'll uh, obviously be ready to go for the throwdown next Thursday. John Robertson looks really good. He's a guy who comes off the dribble and plays. Even though he's small, he's a little bit like Jerome Randall. So he, off the dribble, he's actually pretty hard to contain. And you have 31 points last week in a game against Castellware at the Blitz, then you know you're doing something right. Ty Wendley's obviously a, a player who's, who's been dominant in the league for a long period of time. The big issue is at the centre position, Keith Benson. Now, when, when, does, when does this go public? Where is this podcast? Tuesday. Mm. Okay, Keith Benson might still have a job at South East Melbourne, but I think they're seriously <laughs> considering what his role is going to look like. And, and to have a bit of a look at him too, he just hasn't worked so far. He's not overly lively on defence and he hasn't quite lived up to what that's what he was going to be. Dave Pinot started in place with him on Sunday in their second game, which they won when they beat the New Zealand Breakers. So Keith Benson is probably a little bit of a, a main question mark. Ben Madgen's come in now off the years in Europe, obviously former All-NBL first team, and, and Kendall Stevens as a, as a local young fellow is, is looking good too. So we're in a situation where I reckon they've got to sort out their centre position. Without it, it is going to get dominant by the Bogans, the Sean Longs of the world, even the Darrow Hunts and Josh Bruins of the world. No, I think that as fun as they'll be watching competitive, they've got to get that import centre sorted because I don't think it's Keith Benson going forward. I think they might know that as well. Once they sort that out, we'll get a bit clearer picture. It's always hard to come in and, and play well first. Yeah, a bit of a case of watch this space mm. right there. John, you heard it there yeah. first from Cam Luke. He's about to get the boot, <laughs> I would say. But that does bring us to Thursday's game, Cam. Melbourne versus South East Melbourne Phoenix. It's the first of the throwdowns. What are your sort of thoughts and predictions on this one? I can't wait for it. I live about 500 metres from Melbourne Arena where they play, so it's always good. It's almost like in my backyard. And, and what this city and, and how they go on rivalries is something. And, and I think all sports need 
uh, you know, an intercity rivalry. We've seen it so much in the AFL, of course, it's a different breed, but to have a second Melbourne team come in, we, we, you know, for people my age growing up in the 90s and that Magic Beat Tigers hatred and playing yeah, in grand yeah. finals and South Dragons who were around for a very short, ill-fated time and, and then beating the Tigers in a grand final. So I think the very prospect of having two Melbourne teams automatically is exciting. To have a team at Melbourne United who have been really good the last couple of years, championship, of course, and the grand final appearance last year, and then to be able to see the, you know, Ty Wesley, Kyle Landon, people that, the players that people are actually fairly familiar with as well adds a little bit of extra edge to open the NBL season called the throwdown which means that everyone who's going to be in the arena I hope you two boys are going to be there but everyone <laughs> in the arena is going to be sitting there expecting some type of physicality and a blue and all the rest of it and the, the very fact is that they haven't played each other in pre-season which I think is really good so it means that by the time they get going it's going to be for all the all the marbles in game one so it's going to be great packed Melbourne arena it's going to be a huge start Melbourne United have got an interesting weekend because they then go to Perth and take on the reigning champions were now on field the championship banner and then they go to the state to take on the Clippers and the Sacramento Kings so he's got a pretty tough start to the Melbourne United with travel and, and some of the teams have got to play even though they all don't count as Kings and, uh, and Clippers games but yeah that opening is going to be huge and Trimble and, and John Robinson at it and you know, Ty Wesley's going to be in the face probably of Casey Price they're a really good mate of his former teammate so nah, it's going to be very very fun come next Thursday night and where does your sort of allegiance lie there Cam are you sort of like where do yeah. you sit you talked about those 90s days were you a Magic guy were you a Tigers guy where are you at I'm Magic guy I actually yes. so, we're uh, the jersey hanging up here <laughs> tell you what I fell in love with basketball this is a bit of a different story actually I finished grade 6 I went into year 7 high school in back as much so on the way to Horsham not overly close to Horsham <laughs> but on the way direction. from where I, where I live now yeah got into basketball so it, it just happened to be the you know the new group of mates that have a basketball guy so I started playing and in that same year I actually started selling ice creams at the old tennis centre or what was called the National Tennis Centre now right later so we got to the 12 or 13 year old we got to go to all basketball games and all concerts and all the rest of it and it just happened the first basketball game I ever sold ice creams at was this Melbourne Magic game yeah so I was like up there and liked the way they played they were coming off a championship when they won the year before in 1992 and the next night was a Melbourne Tigers game but it was too late the first official NBL game I ever seen was South East Melbourne Magic and that's what can traditionally happen so I was a Magic fan and it's actually and this is a little bit of a humble brag but I actually done a lot of work with Andrew Gaze and he's a, he's a legend we've done a lot of work together and a friend of mine now which is someone you know, I wore number 10 in honour of him growing up and I played basketball myself so I never tell him I was a Magic guy but um, yeah, I was a South East <laughs> Melbourne Magic guy over the years but grew to love the Melbourne Tigers after the magic gone. Oh, there you go. That's, that's very story. interesting to know. Yeah, that's very cool, right? So, does that mean that your allegiance lies with the Phoenix Cam? Or are you still still sitting on the fence of that one? Look, it's a it's a tough one, only because about two years ago went through professionally a little bit of a rough patch, and I was looking for some new work. And Vince Cravalli is the CEO of Melbourne United, uh, who I'd, when I was playing in the what is now the NBL one, he was coaching against us, so we used to have a fair bit of trash talk. He was a coach and me as a player, and sort of got to know him that way. So he threw me a bit of a lifeline. So I worked for Melbourne United for two years on a part-time basis and got the career going again and that's how we ended up at, and the NBL overtime dream started. So yeah, look, I'm, I'm trying to stay as unbiased as I can possibly be and I hope they both have great years. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. The political <laughs> answer. <laughs> no, that's fair.
Yeah. Couple of crazy to Melbourne United. I hope have good years. But I'm just hoping that there's 10,000 people sold out. We all enjoy a great game. Well, that's what it's all about, really. And, and what a great way to kick the season off. I mean, I'm struggling to think about the last time that Melbourne would have been buzzing this much over a game of basketball. I mean, it's just, I mean, other when the Boomers played Team USA, but for an NBL <laughs> game to get this sort of, it's just a vibe that's pumping up at the moment. And like, you know, we're only, well, less than a week when we're recording this away from that game. And I think it's just going to be on for young and old. I just can't wait for it to start. Definitely. It's going to be, it's going to be unreal. I'll tell you, obviously the USA Boomers game was great. I, I didn't notice Ned could courtside actually oh, taking about 4,000 well. photos at one point in the game. So, <laughs> um, of, his, of himself, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was selfies. I thought he was taking a photo of his son standing courtside. I look over and he was actually putting the selfie thing on. That's no, it's actually, yeah. from a, like last year with the Sydney Kings, I remember that Melbourne Cup of game, Andrew Bogan was in town and the vibe was great. Like, there's been some good moments in recent years, but there's a different feel when it's a rivalry like, when it's two Melbourne teams and you have it. So, while there's been some huge games, and I actually game five of the grand final series, I actually watched it back the other day for something I'm working on with the NBL, and the feeling inside High Sense Arena at that point was, was amazing when Chris Golding went nuts in the first half. So, you're right, it's going to be, the feeling's going to be all time, but I also got that extra sort of unique feeling when it's Melbourne v Melbourne. So, can't wait for it to happen the next season, huh? Yeah, it's going to be big. And just really quickly on that one, boys, predictions. You think Melbourne United would have to get the season underway, you'd think, the yeah, red-hot favourites to get it done? My sort of feeling of it is they're going to come out and flex their muscles. You know, I mean, you can't come out and lose the first throwdown, Melbourne v Melbourne. I think that United's going to come out and probably be a bit too strong. But as Cam said, you know, getting it done in the paint. We'll quickly run through a little preview here we've come up with because I want to mention Sean Long coming across. He could be the key man in this game, I reckon, to really set them up with a, uh, with a strong victory. What do you think, Cam? Yeah, I, in particular, next week, with it. we mentioned about the Keith Benson situation earlier. Just, Sean Long looks really, really fit and firing, and he looks good. He, we know how good he is. All NBL second team last year, so for him to be able to come in without Benson, it's going to be Dane for no. He's going to his hands full. And I like Dane as a guy who come off the bench, defensively active, particularly. But just without Benson or without that centre, which I don't think they'll have. If it's not Benson, they don't think they'll have a centre in spot by next Thursday. I think that they might struggle a little bit. So yeah, I think Melbourne United will get the win. But you know what? These types of situations throw up some very funny and you know, we look at the AFL, everyone went there last Saturday to the MCG expecting Collingwood to get through to a grand final and Giants are brilliant so these rivalry games can throw up yep. a little bit of an unexpected uh, point of view. Melbourne have had a little bit of a disjointed off-season as well because well, Chris Golding guys have been away with national duties but I do expect Melbourne to win. Yeah, and I yeah, think so and, and it is very true and, and I've written down here that one of the key things is going to see how Trimble and uh, I know Nettie's a big fan of Mallow Trimble coming in with Long to take over from that Ware Boone combination like yeah, it's, it's going to be, be a very different look, I reckon, to see how they can space the floor to get Chris Golding open. So I think, for me, that's the big question mark for Melbourne United this year, how that new combo is going to work. But like I said, I know Nettie's a massive fan of Trimble. They've also got Casey Prather back and uh, Sean Long, who we've mentioned, to replace yeah, Ware and Boone going out as the key roster changes. But it's going to be a big season for United. For very nine. busy offseason yeah, for those boys. Mm. They've, they've done good. I'll tell you this, I don't... In fact, I always take credit for stuff that isn't mine, but I'll tell you a little story about Casey Prather. <laughs> Liam Santamaria and I were over doing NBL overtime at the Summer League, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, and we walked into a gym to watch, and it was a, it's a workout gym where there's a lot of people working out, a lot of NBA players getting ready for whatever it might be. Harrison Barnes, Lance Stevenson was there before he went to China. and um, There was players left, right, and so I was there. Taking and, all the big uh, weights. Right, shoot up. <laughs> I was just sitting there. So they're, they're all shooting hoops, and we went to watch Terry Armstrong, who's the next star for the Phoenix. Yes, sir. And we bumped into Casey Prather, who we both know from his time in the NBL. And he looked, he said, I've never been fitter. I've never, ever looked better. I've never felt better than I am. And I said to him, I've never seen you look 
fourth fitter. And he's got a game changer for Melbourne United. And the Melbourne United assistant coach, Justin Shuler, said to me after their win on the weekend in Hobart, he said, he can guard once or four. He's a legitimate game changer. Defensively, he can guard whoever he wants. And he's looking as speedy. I think he had 16 points again last night, although they lost to Perth on the buzzer in their last, or one of their last preseason games in Geelong. But, phew, Casey Price is a big, big in. It's probably a little thing they missed last year, although I did like DJ Kennedy having Price at backs. Not to be understated, it's going to be huge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, very well said right there, Cam. All right, let's switch gears to the Cairns Taipans and the Sydney Kings on Friday. Cairns, once again, as you mentioned, they're going to be well watched after here, but Sydney just looks so, so stacked mm. this season. I think they're going to be right up yeah, there. Yeah, they're the, the team to beat for mine. Yeah, yep. definitely. What are your thoughts on this one, Cam? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think they are the team to beat it in mind. Like, I seem in love. I don't know how often and how close you watch NBA overtime and a lot of dribble we talk, but I watch Pity Lozada, who oh, is a little yeah. bit of a controversial next star, I guess, with a slight changing or not tampering, but slight tweaking of the rule. But the very fact is that this guy is an NBA guy. At pick 35, he started for the Pelicans in Summer League. He rolled in here, and after I watched him play the first day in Vegas on our wrap-up show, Liam and I did, I said, he will be all NBL first team. Now, I've got to also say, I was in Vegas. I may have been a little under the weather and had a couple of drinks over the days. And Liam said, he's really good, but he might not be that good. But we kept watching him, and I'm like, this guy is a freak. 28 points, 8 threes on Sunday in their win against whoever they beat. Oh, they smacked first by 40. Mm. We're missing some players. They're missing some players, but still, you know... Pedro Lozada will be all NBL first team, and he is the reason. Jasper Ware, we know how good he is. Andrew Bogey, we know how good he is. Joshua and Tate, their power forward look good too. Kevin Lish. They're, they're not deep. They're deep enough, I think, with the words of Liam Stanley and I do agree. They might only go seven deep, but quality over quantity is big, and I just think this Sydney team is going to be the team to beat. Play Cairns, though. Not, where is that game, boys? you got the fixture in front of it? I should know. It's in Cairns, I believe. Yes, sir. And that's it's going to be hard. Yep. To, it's going to be tough. Go to Cairns. What noise I said earlier. Scotty Machado will lead the league in a He's a different point guard to Mellow Trimble and something that they definitely thought about when recruiting. DJ Newble was injured a lot last year. He looks fit. Jai-wise, we touched on Cam Oliver. He's energetic and it's going to be helpful too. So it's a hard place to win straight up for Sydney, but I also think Cairns, while they are good, I expect Sydney to go in there and it's one of the best teams to they go on the road and win, even though it's Absolutely, and as I think we might touch on just before, like you know, for Cairns to put together the roster that they have with the limited amount of funds they do have, in a sense, I think they're going to be exciting to watch. And I mean, look, they've only got one way to go from last year. What six wins there was last season? They've only got one way to go, and if you get Nate Dry fit and hungry, I mean, that's a huge difference on the inside. That guy brings something to the team that you can't coach. That, but I, I just really like the Kings this year. I think they've got the complete roster. I'd say it. I know the depth is a question mark, but when you keep that Australian core, I really like of Bogut Newley like I mean you've got the leaders there on the court you've got the young guys coming through you've got Casper Ware who I think Cam's going to be a really good defensive upgrade compared to Brandle and you also you, know, you get the offensive side and of course my boy Craig Moller we've got his jersey hanging up here I love him to death <laughs> I just think they're going to be fun to watch and I think they're going to be really hard to beat yeah no, no doubt about that couldn't agree anymore because all those points where they are a team that are full and Will Weaver is an outstanding coach not to, to have a crack at Andrew Gage who obviously did a wonderful job last year making the pass but Will Weaver going to run very 
very similar structure than Andre Lamanis does with the Boomers, and we know that helps Andrew Bogut and the way he plays and his passing abilities are enhanced in that situation. So, yeah, no doubt Finney are going to be real good. Yeah, settle all those plays up the top of the key like they did for the Boomers with Bogut using his passing ability. But I actually wrote down, I think Will Weaver's the biggest in out of anyone this season. I think him as a coach, obviously he was over at the Long Island Nets. He's had experience with the Boomers. I think he could really take that team to that. They just need to take that one little step up, I reckon, just to really go out there. They could wipe every team off the court this year if they really gel as a side. So I'm excited to see what they can do. Yeah, no doubt. And that's the big thing, if they can gel. But I think that Castaway's work has shown that he can play as a point guard in a, in a, in a really talented stack team, as Melbourne have been the last couple of years. Andrew Bogut yeah. might be the best passing big man in the, in the world at his size. And yeah, you're continuing on. Lazada. Lazada can't speak a lick of English. So the funniest thing that I've seen in recent times was Liam Santa Maria trying to interview Fiddy Lazada <laughs> for the <laughs> over time show and having to go through a translator. And Liam did an amazing job. But that's yeah, they've you know, they got newly off the bench. They are deep and they're going to be really, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've I actually got a, I've got a note here, boys, in my Sydney Kings note here, is that I want to see a Cam interview yeah. with Lazada by the end of... <laughs> Take uh, him to the bar with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people after a couple of drinks that I have at a bar who probably say I can't speak English as well. So we're probably going to hell. Yeah, true that. And, um, and just for, that's a great call. Just before we move on to the next game, I want to ask, what what would you say is a pass mark for the Cairns Taipans this year, Cam, after the tough year they had last year? What would you count as a pass for them this year? I'm going to give them 10 wins, mainly because, as I think I said earlier, they win eight, eight at home. They go eight and six at home, which I think they get that home called humming. And then aim for two wins on the road, which is low. If you can win eight at home, I reckon it'll help them a little bit. But I think 10 wins, they go 10 and 18. With the money they got, obviously, a little bit lower. I think that's a really it's a really nice result for them. And I'm underplaying them and understating them, and hopefully they do a hell of a lot better. But I think if you get 10 and 18, I think that's a way to build with Noy coming in, with Chuk Deng, giving opportunities to build a culture there, which they're big on. And DJ Newbel, huge reason why he's still there, Joel White. So 10 wins, they get going and, you know, they could win 10 at home, 10 and 4, that sets them up so beautifully for a real crack at us. But 10 wins are, I think, a real good opportunity for them. Yep. Yeah, they will be hard to beat at home, like you mentioned, but I do think the Kings are going to come in and get this one and get their season underway nicely. Would you agree yeah, there? Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. I think the Kings are just going to be too yep. strong. Like, like yeah. I keep saying, Cairns have got nothing to lose. Like, we say that in a lot of other sports, but I just think the Kings are going to be switched on. I think they've missed a couple of chances, uh, and obviously they've had injuries and that over the past couple of seasons, but I really feel like this is their year, and I think look out for the Kings, and they're going to start off with a big win, I reckon, in my opinion. Great. Yes, sir. And then, as you mentioned earlier, Cam, Melbourne United are backing things up against Perth. And, and yes, they did lose to that buzzer beater. Yeah. From, what are they calling him? The Bryce is yeah. right. <laughs> the Bryce it, it was right. very impressive, but they uh, battle it out in Perth. Saturday, October 5. What are we thinking here? Yeah, well, obviously, Perth, reigning champions, of course. They've kept a fairly similar roster from what I could see. A few wins, a couple of outs. But one guy I did want to get your thoughts on, Cam, was Dario Hunt. And I've looked at him a little bit. From what I can tell, Ned, you'll love this. He's a bit of a Ben Wallace clone. He's that six foot nine, slightly undersized centre. Hustles like anything you've ever seen because obviously Tom Jervis has moved on. So, as that interior presence, what do you think, Cam? You think he could be a, a good piece to add to that already successful team? Yeah, he's a guy who it's kind of had. I've only seen Perth play once on the weekend. I've only really seen him once. They three games against Adelaide and weren't televised over in, in regional Western Australia, so I didn't see much of that. Only some highlights. He's a big boy, obviously, as you touched on. He looked okay. No Tariko White. Nick K got shut down. 
Norton didn't play. Bryce Cotton took a sort of half, you know, this game against the Kings. So it's always sort of a bit tougher to, to have a look at some of these new big guys who come in. But this, this is what Trevor Gleeson does. He brings in people that are obviously based around Cotton. Kay is uh, the Australian who represented the boomer campaign this table was, was huge. It started in camp where he was more impressive than Jonah Bolden and Dang and Dow and everyone, Mitch Creek, and then ended up with him having such a wonderful, wonderful World Cup. So he, he's got to get a dunk around. He doesn't, he doesn't need Hunt to come in and average 25 and 10. That's the beauty of the Perth Lions, that's that home court advantage. Yep. But just from what I did see on the weekend, big boy, soft touch around the around the room as well. So I think that he'll be, I'm not going to say he's perfect for what they need because they might get into it and he's actually nowhere near it. But he fitted in nicely. So he had like eight, eight points and seven rebounds on Sunday without doing a great deal. So I think he'll be, he'll be a nice fit. They, very rarely do they get things wrong, but the Perth Wildcats. Yeah, they're going to be an interesting one to watch. And I see that your boy Homicide's already got himself into a little bit of <laughs> controversy <laughs> surrounding the Wildcats there. But they haven't had the best preseason, but nothing to sort of panic about for the Perth fans, you'd say there, Cam? Not at all. And I actually put them a little higher in the uh, rankings than the other two boys did just because I'm scared of the Red Army. Yeah, I noticed yeah, that, actually. actually. Um, <laughs> I actually think they're, they're actually being a little bit more impressive than, than the boys are giving them, but I didn't want to drop them all the way down and... We had a couple of drinks in Hobart on Sunday night, had a bit of a chat, and then we went for an 8 a.m. flight out of Hobart and got off a flight in Melbourne, short trip, turned my phone back on. I got 150 Twitter notifications, and I was like, what oh. the hell is going <laughs> Have you annoyed? Here comes the abuse. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then when I looked at it, I realised it was people tagging Liam and I in, in homicide power rankings where he had the first podcast so much. So he does a wonderful job of entertaining and believing in stuff that he says. Uh, no different. <laughs> And he actually, he actually really, he sold it well on, on overtime on Tuesday night on, on the show. Just to say, first of all, it gets fans relaxed. <laughs> you know where I think you'll finish. This is where the offseason. But already sitting in a blue team. Gossip is a very good friend of mine as well. He works at Channel 10 in Perth. He's already rang me and said, I'm just like started early. And I said, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know what? You've got to be yeah, your own biggest fan, right? You've got to back yourself in. But hey, Say that's... No one, no one believes that more than myself, trust me. Exactly right. Um, but you know, that's also yeah, that no, little bit of intrigue with this season, isn't there? Anything really could happen here. I mean, it's going to be a tough start for Melbourne United backing up the game against the Phoenix to go over to Perth because for me, that's the Perth factor. It's the travel over there. You've got to beat them at home somehow and that's going to be tough for a lot of teams this season. Unbelievably tough. And what I mentioned, a little bit of theory earlier about the Cairns side bands, it's the exact same theory with Perth. They can go and get their thing done at home. It's very hard to win. And then, of course, as time goes on, they're able to, you know, eat some games down the road. That Perth have proven what you're going to win. It's so hard to go over there in Perth Arena or RAC Arena and get a job done. And it makes life easier. You win 12 and 8, you 12 and 2, then you go 6 and 8 on the road, you win 18 games, you're probably a minor premier. So yep. Yep. that's what Perth has done so well. And when I say done so well, it's not just they're fluked into it. Um, it also says that it's not as easy to say, oh, we've got a good home court advantage and away we go. So that's what they've got to do. And I've got to say, I've always been a big believer in the opening game of any season, being the champion, hosting it, and hosting the team that they beat in the in the grand final the side of the year before. And I like the fact, while it's on opening the year and the throwdown's the way to go, I really like the idea of Perth on a Saturday night opening their season, unfeeling their championship banner in front of their crazy Red Army fan, who I love. That should be good. So, do you think they'll they'll get the W there, Cam? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not 100 sure. To be, to be honest, I'm not 100 sure. Uh, I'm going to sort of, you know, what, I'm going to say Perth. 
because of the travel factor with Melbourne thrown in. But I really like what Melbourne are doing, although Perth did beat on last Wednesday night in a, in a pre-season game. But no, I really like both these teams. I'll say Perth at home in front of a packed-out RAC arena. All right, yep. nice there. And Johnny, who have you got? I think I'd have to agree with that. I think it's that's the travel factor for Melbourne. Maybe if this was the first game of the of the round, you might look at it a little bit differently. But I think that, that travel and that backing up that game two days earlier, to have to go over to Perth of all places to play your second game, I think it's going to be too tough. And I think Perth will be out there to get some blood. And I think, uh, look out for Bryce Cotton, man. Like, I still think he was ripped off with the MVP last year. All right, leave your opinions outside. But <laughs> he's the man. He's going to be out there looking to start strong for mine. So Perth will get the win. Nice, nice. All right, so then we wrap things up on Sunday. Illawarra versus Brisbane. This one at Illawarra at the Win Entertainment Centre. The Hawks, all eyes will be on these guys. They oh, are yeah. sort of the most talked about team in the NBL at the moment, of course, with LaMelo Ball. you got Josh Boone going over there now. It's exciting times. What are we thinking here? Cam, kick things off. This is going to be huge. <laughs> this is going to be massive. Either of you boys been in Illawarra? No, no, I have not. No. Okay. I'm going to safely say, they're playing, they're playing Brisbane, aren't they? Yes. You boys have been to Brisbane? Yeah, been yeah. to Brisbane. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, not the most exciting city in the world, the cities in the world, but <laughs> I can safely say they're both cooler than Cleveland, I can say that. Um, I'm telling you right now. I'll tell you my Cleveland story another time, but it was a rough 10 days. I'll tell you this, it's going to be the biggest thing to happen in Illawarra, who of course are huge rugby league with the, the George Illawarra Dragons. They'll have it. And the Mallow Ball is going to be so fun to watch. The issue they're going to have is their bench. I love Daniel Greeter. I love Emmett Nair, although I think he's going to find and get squeezed out a little bit. Trolling wasn't great at the blitz season for kids. I think Brisbane will go in there. But Mark Patterson will have a triple-double first game of the year, and he's still nowhere near 100% game weight where he needs to be. But I think he's going to have a big one. I can't. I can't actually say too much. I keep bumping into Lamar Patterson when I'm out. So I don't want to be seen to be calling don't him you hate that. Ball. <laughs> well, this is what I had to clarify my comment because I'm not calling him fat. I'm just not calling him in the shape he was last year. <laughs> he might be able to play in our local <laughs> team. <laughs> this, is, this is what happened last year. He, he didn't come in. He worked himself in the shape and his second half of the year he was unbelievable and he was ended up being the all of your first team. So we know how good this guy is. So he's going to do that again and probably not start slowly. The triple double is not slowly but I think he'll roll on in. It's going to be going nuts. I'm actually going to get up there and get a part of this because I can't wait to see LaMelo ball and the hype around it and how pumped <laughs> these fans are going to be. But I think that the Brisbane will get there and I think Lamar Patterson will have a triple double on first game of the year. Yeah, and a slow start did yeah, you say? Yeah, yeah. With, with the triple double. <laughs> I love it, that. Is it safe to assume you've just rocked up at the bar also? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is how much of a big year I think is going to happen. That is going to be a slowish start compared to where I reckon it'll be in the second half of the year. Mind you, I can see the bar but I'm not quite dead chat. <laughs> I love it, yeah. I love it, I love it. Someone just walked past me and said, you've got a shit TV show. I think you must watch the armchair experts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them about the Grey Wolf food show. <laughs> no, I love that, dude. But I think, yeah, like you're saying, like, you know, you got this, uh, these new imports in Illawarra and you're probably right. I think that it's going to come down to the youth as well. Like, the couple of the names you mentioned there, Greer or Froling, these guys coming off the bench, they're very young. Like, they're very, very young. You throw Ball in there, he's, what, 17 years old. I mean, it's going to come down to a lot of what they get 
out of those younger kids. They've also got the new head coach in there, Matt Flynn. 12-year apprenticeship he did across a few other NBL teams, of course, replacing Rob Beveridge. I think they've got a few new faces in the right spots. Aaron Brooks, of course, we haven't even mentioned him yet. He's come in, a former NBA most improved player. But I think it's all going to come down to the youth. If they can stay together and they can form some sort of bond, they're going to be a really exciting team to watch. Probably the most exciting we've seen for a long time. Yeah, they will be fun to watch. And you're right, Greta has got a lot of potential. Uh, I mean, up rolling, of course. Young and raw, but we know, obviously, such a talented basketball family. Dad, sister, yeah. brother, and you know, so they're going to be obviously really good. So there's no doubt they're going to be fun to watch. All right, boys, you've got 45 seconds. You've got one last question before I go in. All right, let's... Uh, <laughs> 40, 40 we, can, we can wrap up the preview, but uh, how about you give us one outlandish, random, silly headline we might see this year? What do you reckon? We will see... We will see 25 overtime games in NBL 20. Ooh, I love it. Oh, that's I, big. Love it. You know what? There might have been 35 last year. I don't know. So 25 <laughs> just seems like a lot. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that there'll be 25 overtime games over the course of NBL 20. I think it'll be great. I, I think it's going to be really close. Really, really close season. Really close. Obviously, teams are a touchdown. I think that's where it might be. Nice. Well, there you love have it. it. Thank you so much for taking some time out there, Cam. <laughs> we do appreciate it. Have fun at the bar, man. Yeah, be safe, be good. <laughs> I'll try. Thank you, boys. Enjoy the NBL season. See you, yeah. dude. Thank you, man. Bye. Cheers. Well, that's funny. So make sure you do tune in next week to make sure he's on the show, just to make sure he got home safe. Because I'm quite concerned now. He's <laughs> we'll push through the rest of this preview, Eddie, because I reckon this is actually going to be a really good game. I'm excited to watch it. I think, yeah, like I'm saying, said just before, I reckon it's going to come down to the youth of the Hawks, whether they can really mesh and, and make a difference. But a pass mark for me for the season, something a little bit different I've written down, is just getting bums on seats. Like, they've got these exciting players on the court. How good would it be for the, uh, I guess, the suburb of Illawarra to be packing out that stadium every night? Well, you'd want to hope they are with LaMelo Ball there. Like, yeah. the guy is just... He, he's yeah, something else. He's something else. And I was about to mention to Cam, but yeah, they're red-hot favourites to win this yeah. one. Yeah. The oh, they'll get uh, off, the, off to a quick start for the season, for sure. And LaMelo is something else there. Too. He is. They're talking about him going, you know, top five NBA draft pick yep. there. Like, a lot of people saying number one. What are you thinking there, dude? I think top ten is probably... And look, it's going to depend how we went this season. And you see how Terrence Ferguson, I think he ended up going number eight overall or something like that after a season with the 36ers. So anything's possible. But I've actually got a bold call I'm going to make here. Oh, All right, here This go. is a bold outlandish call similar to what Cam said. I reckon <laughs> Ball's going to crack them and go home during the season. It's funny that I'm you putting say that, that down. because last night on that overtime yeah. show, they weren't saying that he was going to crack it, but they said he won't see the entire season. Yep. I think he won't. I reckon it's like it's... And, I mean, spare a thought for the guy. He's a great basketballer. But he's 17. Like, he's a very young kid. He's going to have a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Look, maybe it won't be necessarily, like, you know, performance-related why he, he, he cracks them. But, I mean, being away from home, there's a lot of factors in there. So much pressure. I mean, you know, that's my bold call. Not to say it'll happen, but a bold call means that it may, and there's a chance. So I think you'll see him get on a plane to nick off back home. Well, there you go. And then all of a sudden, those Illawarra <laughs> seats are looking a little bit more <laughs> empty. But, yeah, interesting one there. I guess, man, we're coming to the end of this sort of thing there. So we both had Melbourne Sydney Cairns who did you say there I've got sorry Kings yep yep yeah, I think I'm going to say United against Perth because you yep. boys both went with Perth who yep. are you going with I'm going to go with, go with Illawarra and actually I really rate the Brisbane side this year but I think Illawarra at home are going to be too strong but the main man Nathan Sobey he's going to be the next superstar of the NBL he's going to team up with uh, of course with Lamar Patterson over there they're going to be a pretty formidable backcourt those two I reckon they're going to go one two punch but um, yeah. I think uh, Illawarra are going to be too strong at home it's going to be a few home wins but I reckon the Kings will get it done against Cairns. Yeah, nice man. 
nice. All right. Well, let's before we wrap everything yeah. up, we need to talk about fantasy. Hoops, we I do guess, need to talk dude. fantasy hoops, man. That's the whole reason why we're here. So we have actually started our own uh, fantasy league, which you can get amongst it at fantasy.nbl.com.au. It's a lot of fun. Ned's about to create his team. We have created a league, and we'll come up with some sort of prize pack, I reckon, for the winner. So how it works is you a get a date with Fitzy. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's mothers. Uh, anyway, so how it sort of works is if anyone's ever done sort of your super coach AFL fantasy, it's a, it's a similar format. So you get a budget of $10 million. You get to pick five starting players, one sixth man, and then five extra players on the bench. And obviously during the season, you can buy and sell players, upgrade different starters and things like that. So it's a lot of fun. We have got a league code, which we will put up on the Facebook page and we'll put on the website. But if you want me to read it out while you're typing it in, it's L nine R C D L W F to uh, <laughs> join the Grey Wolf Pack, but um, yeah, it's a bunch of fun, and we'll come up with a bit of a prize pack for the winner. Yeah, we're definitely going to come up with a bit of a prize pack. Well, man, it has been a bunch of fun. That Cam is a yeah. lot of laughs right now. I'm He's concerned, but I'm three uh, or four drinks deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, gotta love it. It's such a character, but thank you so much for kicking it off, man. We've got a You're big welcome. season ahead, and we do. Well, yep. who's gonna win it, man? That we'll leave on this because this is the start yeah. our very first Hoops podcast who's going to win the whole thing yeah, grand final I, series we're going to look back I, I, I keep talking about the Kings I think they've they've missed out the last few seasons for me they're going to be the team to beat if they can stay healthy if they can get full season out of Bogut and these sorts of guys I reckon Perth Kings final series which would be a ripper series to watch but I'm going to go the Kings for mine yeah nice I'm going to say Kings United final series yep. United are so stacked they are very stacked man so I'm hoping that it'll be well I don't really have any allegiance here and it'd be great to see our boy Sean Bruce oh, get, get a chip man yep. I'm hoping that the Kings can get it done for Shawnee and be definitely on the lookout for that guy right there too yeah big time yeah so we'll see how we go we'll see how we go and uh, we'll be back for our weekly show we're going to attempt for to start with see how we go on the video as well if we look too clear maybe we'll turn the quality down a little bit but, yeah uh, it's not going to be in HD <laughs> this one that is no that's sure. right but um, but check back we're going to have lots of fun during the season like NBL is our main focus we've got NBA kicking off soon we've got plenty of Aussies playing abroad we've got all sorts of basketball to talk about so you're going to find it all right here yeah basketball movies music we've got it covered greywolfpromotions.com.au johnny see you next time 